Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready for a second game in Atlanta against the Braves. And hosting our program, it's Annie Heilbrin. Now that she has some hosting experience on the show, has a warning for anyone else who might be hosting. Blooper's going to follow you around with a video camera. Alongside Annie, it's Bill Center, who never has hosted our program, but he almost did have another career path. He was almost an astronaut. I was not. And rounding out the crew, it's Derek Togerson, who's here because he told Blooper in no uncertain terms that he wanted this hosting opportunity for a second day in a row. Yeah! I love it. Give me a bat. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Annie Heilbrin, Bill Center, and Derek Togerson. All right, happy Wednesday and welcome to Padres Social Hour here in the Western Metal Supply Building at Petco Park. The boys are in Atlanta for game two of the series, but we are here in beautiful San Diego. I think we have the better end of the deal, personally, because we will talk about Turner Field. And better baseball it didn't, town it here. Didn't, yeah, better baseball yeah. town. It did not even look happy there, but let's get to that later. Joined right now by Bill Center and Derek Togerson, both media comrades that I've known for years now. I haven't worked with you, though, Derek, I feel like in... I mean, we work together, but not together. Not in the it's same, it's in the same place at the same, same show. time. It's been a few years. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's Football been a long time. Football night in San Diego. Right, yeah. exactly. Nobody wants to work with me. <laughs> no, we just always <laughs> work together, Bill. We yeah, always, right. I always see you. Right. You but know? I'm, but I'm tough on people, I've been told, that, uh, at the paper. No, you're just a big teddy bear. No, big no. softy. No, I'm, I'm right? when, uh, when somebody was working under me, I tried to help them, but I was also very demanding. Oh, you mean you help people to yeah. a higher standard? Right. Well, I just expected them to... Do their I mean, jobs properly? Work hard. <laughs> I mean, come in and work hard. I think that's asking a lot these days. <laughs> Millennials, all that. Yeah. They just want right, they want way, all right way away. Too much. Yeah. Way too <laughs> much. You mean really demand somebody actually work really hard and <laughs> put out good product. How, how dare you, sir? I know, but I've been told that as a, <laughs> as a sidekick that, uh, or as a mentor that I was very demanding. As well, you should be. Yeah. If you're going to be I a mentor and mentor people, I think that's people, a respectful you should, thing. You should demand them to be as good as they can possibly be. Right. Done. And then some. Done. And then crush their hopes and dreams. We could start like a little show where we have someone be, we have Bill be someone's mentor. And we'll a reality we'll show. A reality show, if you will. <laughs> right. I think we could, we I think call it'd be entertaining. We call it center of attention. Right. Ask yeah. Jeff Sanders what that, what's you're good. that like. Yeah. Okay. How yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> All right. I want to <laughs> remind everyone to get social with us. You can go to Padres.com slash social hour to watch the show and also tune in on our chat and also go to Twitter, hashtag Padres SH. We would like you to get social. I personally really would like you to get social. So Please do. That's a call out to all of you out there watching the show. All right. We got to start with some injury news first. Christian Bethencourt leaves the game. Well, he actually never left the dugout. Fourth inning yesterday, he just did not return to the field. Right. Turns out he has an intercostal, am I saying that right? Intercostal, intercostal strain, strain right. which is basically your oblique area, your core, which means it affects every single thing that you do. Right. Uh, so that's not good news. So he has been put on the DL and up comes Hector Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And this is not, by the way, a 15-day injury. No, this is probably obliques and intercostals are at least three weeks to. This could be. I mean, this could be the end of a season. To be perfectly honest, you can't yeah. get away from it, right? right. I mean, it's right. It's affecting Any, anything you do. It hurts. Right. Well, not to mention if you you get to come back for what the last you know, ten games of the season, right. just just let it rest. You're going to have enough guys up here anyway in a season. You're not going to playoffs. It's kind of like what's the point at that point? Right. You just got to let him heal. Let him get right. better. Don't uh, make it worse. Don't exacerbate the problem and cause another issue that it leaves him out. And you're, now you're jeopardizing spring training next year. Exactly. Let him rest fully. Nah, because I think they want him to go to winter ball. 
But anyway, so you got Hector <laughs> Sanchez coming Another up. reason not to bring him up. And not Austin Hedges. <laughs> yes, and so that, of course, makes the rounds on social media. Why not Austin Hedges? Like, the world is falling. And so, Bill, Derek, I'm going to let you take that away. As well, there you know. are two reasons. Uh, two reasons. Right. right. <laughs> One, they have made a commitment to El Paso that they're going to leave their uh, top prospects there until El Paso is eliminated from the playoffs. Correct. And two... They're not going to bring hedges up until there are only 17 days to go in the season because they don't want to risk or the risk. They don't want to lose another year on his contract. Right. Team control on him right. and playoffs don't start till September 7th. So right. Austin Hedges remains where he is. Right. And the same for uh, Renfro and Margot. Definitely. I don't think Margot's going to be up here at all at this this uh, September and that's Right, exactly. So people that are looking for those guys to come up, you've got to at least let them get through their playoff right. run. And Which that could go is as a long one. Right, right yeah. exactly. Right. And Margot <laughs> is not – they don't need to put Margot on the 40-man roster this year. Mm -hmm. So I would doubt that they would bring him up in September. And well, that even trickles mm -hmm. into Tyson Ross. Well, because if you, right. you know, if he is going to come back later on in the yes. season and pitch, then you're going to have to make another 40-man move. If you bring Margot right. and put him on, now you're dealing with two other guys you have to take off. Right. They, they, they've got a big roster quandary they're dealing with right now. Do you like the call-ups? Do you like that whole September thing that baseball does where you can expand the roster? I mean, do, do, you, do you like that? I do and I don't. I like the idea that you can bring up kids to look at, and I love that part. But I don't like this thing where now you've got 28-man bullpens and you're changing pitchers every – I think there should be a rule that, yes, you can have 40 guys in the dugout if you want, but you can only play 25 or 27 on any given night. Be, yeah, especially as we know the you games – get healthy scratches like in the NHL. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Game, the games are going to get very long. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, long, very long, longer. <laughs> They're going to get much longer as if, yeah, that right. we really need that, the right? Padres <laughs> played a game in Colorado <laughs> three years ago. I think it was 2013 where the Rockies used 14 pitchers and including seven in the last two innings. Man. That was a 28-inning game, right? No, no that, was, that was a nine-inning game. That's <laughs> I just think you need That's to, like, call uncle wrong. at some point. Right. What at, do you at think, that Derek? Point, at that point, you're just trying to be a jerk. Right. Right. You know? <laughs> you're just like, I'm, I'm just going to use everybody I possibly can well, they just went, to slow this They went lefty-righty-lefty lefty with every pitcher for the last two innings. There's no, yeah. there's just no so reason So the last two innings no. took, like, an hour to play. Right. You, you want to say it's almost entertaining, and then you're there at the last two innings, and you're like, no, make it end. You know? The <laughs> Yankees and Red Sox think that that's too long of a game. Right. right. <laughs> and so I, I like it because you get not just to get a chance to see these kids, but you get these kids a taste of what Major League Baseball yeah. is about. You get to get, get them in, you know, indoctrinated, oh, get them into the clubhouse, get them to see what the flow of it is, what's the travel like, how do they do batting practice, get them used sure. to start what life in the Major Leagues is like. It's a really, it's a really good launching pad for them coming into spring training the next year. I, I like it for that reason a lot. But, Bill, you're absolutely right. If you're going to use four. 14 pitchers in a nine-inning game. There should be some sort no. of you have to pay a fine, or have to buy everybody ice cream, <laughs> exactly. or it's something. That's that's just not cool. There should be some kind of like condolence or something. Right. For All the everybody. fans in attendance get free tacos. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we have a great tweet that came in from East Village Times. So thank you very much, East Village Times. Bethancourt has a very bright future. Do you think the team will continue to use him in the outfield, or perhaps a move to third base? Oh, he well, was one of the best defensive catchers in baseball yeah. when he was in the Brave systems. I think I think they're they would love to see him over the entire course of an entire year behind the plate and, and, and trade Derek Norris. But then you have the Austin Hedges quandary. Well, Hedges is your catcher. The <laughs> right, yeah. Hedges, Hedges is your guy. You have I, two I keep, very good defensive I keep catchers. Bethencourt, there. I keep Bethencourt as my second catcher for sure, 
and use him sporadically in the out. But I don't, I don't see him as being a third baseman or a everyday outfielder, but I see him as somebody that can play uh, definitely the outfield. I'm not so sure f- about third base. Well, they have too many outfielders as it is. I mean, if you look at how many guys will be coming right. up in the next couple of years, you don't need to add more guys to the outfield. No, but you like to have those guys in a double switch that uh, that can, can do play multiple, multiple things, positions. Yeah. But I'm talking about as, a, as a permanent position no, move. No. There's right. No, just no. no. Hedges, by the way, 20th home run last night. Right. Doing, I mean, still doing well, right? Doing consistently well. He's... All of the El Paso players recently have been in a collective slump. No. Uh, they're not. <laughs> Never mind, guys. <laughs> they're, not, they're not going. <laughs> I mean, until a couple days ago, they had <sighs> really not played very well for about three weeks. Now they're playing better again. Uh, but every, all their averages are down. In fact, their team batting average, which is the highest right. in all the minor leagues, fell under 300 mm. last week for the first time this season. Under 300. How do right. they live? How dare you? How do they live? <laughs> I know. But they have <laughs> a great lineup. Yeah. Oh, they really do. They oh, got they, that lineup. I mean, yeah. they have four they have four of the eight position players in the All Pacific Coast League team, so. I mean, you could that lineup I mean, the half of that lineup could very well just insert into San Diego's lineup and almost in the same spots where they hit. Yeah. And it's, that's really something to watch, yeah. too, is for next year and as these guys are going to start really competing for s- roster spots. And uh, what Bill said, the 2016 All-PCL team for El Paso Chihuahuas, we'll right. talk about that more later okay. in the show. I wanted to get to another tweet. Anthony Gallivan, any chance Norris gets traded before deadline tonight? Teams in contention like Mets and Indians who were rumored on LaCroix in July. No, because okay. very <laughs> tough to bring a catcher in for the last month of the season. Uh, I mean, that's the one position that's really hard to get a catcher to come in and meld with all your pitchers in a pennant race. I would say no, and plus, you're not going to get much for him right now where his batting average and and where his catching has been for the last uh, couple weeks. I would would say no. I think he would have more value in the offseason, but uh, who knows? I mean, if somebody... If somebody tears an ACL in the first inning tonight, yeah. right, you maybe. Know, and all of a sudden right. somebody's forced into making a move because it's it's now or never right. and they have to, that's really the only scenario that I see Norris right. getting moved tonight. Right. Plus, you'd have to run him through waivers. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they've done that yet. And if he doesn't clear, I mean, if he doesn't clear waivers, then you've only got the team that claimed him to make a deal mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And if he has cleared waivers, then you've got the whole, I mean, it's, it's very I, – I can't see it, anything getting done tonight. What do you think mm-hmm. happens with Derek Norris? I mean, Gone. I, yeah, I would say that people can just I, – I think he'll be traded. I, I just – I think Hedges is the guy of the future. Everybody says, well, you know, Austin Hedges, we don't know if he can hit. Well, Derek Norris is hitting 185 right now. Right. I mean, he's not hitting. Bethancourt is by far your best offensive catcher. And I just think that with what Hedges – Nobody has ever said they didn't like throwing to Austin Hedges. Indeed. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I remember talking to Ian Kennedy during spring training two years ago oh, when Austin was there for the first mm-hmm. time. And Austin and, and Ian's like, I requested him. I wanted to make sure he, I thought him. That kid is everything they say about right. him and more. Tyson He's, Ross yeah. last year was emphatic about he wanted to throw to Austin Hedges. Yeah. It's the guy is so – it's not just so good behind the play. He's so quiet when he receives right. the ball. He frames pitches well. He calls a good game. He just he was born to be a defensive catcher. He, he blocks told me, everything in the dirt. Right. He told me that his yeah. – I mean, his, his – guy who he wants to be is Yadier Molina. 
That's and and right. that's that's the guy who you shoot for. Most catchers will say, you know, Mike Piazza. You want to have the big offensive numbers. No. When Austin yeah. went directly to, to to Yachty, I said, okay, this kid's got his head on straight to be a catcher. Right. It makes a difference though when you've got pitchers that want to work with you. When you have respect in the clubhouse, you've got respect for what you've put into the game. I mean, it makes a difference. Well, you've got right. trust, and well, you've got Tyson, trust. Tyson Ross you've knows if trust. he spikes that slider with a runner on base, the guy's not going anywhere because Austin exactly. Hedges is gonna knock that ball down and keep it in front of him. Austin, he doesn't have that same trust with Norris. Austin Hedges is great at sliding the body to block the ball and not using throwing the glove to either side trying to get it on a hop and i i think defensively and calling games he's one of the best young catchers i've seen i mean yeah they're he's not the greatest because i mean there there are a lot of great catchers out there who that was their forte and johnny bench could bo do both and that's very rare but austin hedges is a quality defensive major league catcher and like you said Derek too very cerebral he gets right. it he understands the the uh, intricacies of right. the game and the, the people he's dealing with you know right. and and if he hits 240 or if he mm -hmm. hits he's he's a plus plus I mean so next year though are you saying next year I'm, I'm starting him at catcher next yeah. year yeah he, he's he, just he, ha he has to be the guy next yeah. year because this year, because of what happened last year and how many days he was up, they had to almost, you know, waste him and put him back down in the minor, which I think was a good idea because the tweaks he made with Allen's Zinter early in the year, you can see he's really carried them over through his minor league season, and he's hitting the ball a lot. He's got a yeah. better approach now. He feels more comfortable. He's got a better trigger. I think that's going to service him better off moving forward next year, having this year at AAA. Sadly, we really don't. I mean, it's very hard to co to take – El Paso stats and know what they're going to be in the middle. Well, you subtract leagues. about 100, 125 <laughs> points right, or so. Right. <laughs> I would agree, but I, I actually, though, I agree with Derek because I thought about it and had he come up earlier, I'm sure, you know, you want to be up in the big leagues, you want to be up at the big club, but just being put in this position where he really got to refine stuff, he really got to just kind of make sure he was comfortable and good in his situation and knows who he's going to be as a catcher and as a big league player, I, I think it was good for him personally. Well, I'm sure he's not happy. I'm sure he's no. not happy. <laughs> But, you know. And he shouldn't be. I'm not always happy either, bro. Uh, but right. he shouldn't be happy. <laughs> I mean, you, you should feel a little bit frustrated that he stayed down there all year. I mean, you don't want yeah. somebody to be, be happy that they're, they're kept under somebody. So I'm sh I'm, I am positive he's not happy that he's been there all year. I don't think he's happy, but I wonder if it will help him years down the road almost. Do you oh, know what I mean? Will. He understands yeah. this. I mean, any ball player now understands the situation because they're – agent is telling him the club is messing you over uh <laughs> but but uh i mean that the fact that they're not going to bring him up to lose a year that makes perfect business sense. yeah but he's not going to be happy no. about it. offensively it's it's a little bit of a, an obtuse analogy but remember when tiger woods restructured to swing the first time and he thought this is going to make me better in the long run so we took the lumps and he didn't play well and all of a sudden when he had it he became 2000 tiger woods working with butch Harmon. <laughs> all right and then he was, and he was amazing Derek. <laughs> Follow me on this one. Austin Hedge is working on that swing and uh, consistently getting those at-bats at El Paso is going to make him a better offensive player now that he's got everything that he learned down right. moving forward in the major leagues. Right. Take your lumps right. now. Be better later. Leave it to Derek to throw the Tiger Woods reference mm. in. But he did bring it back around, so. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Right. All right, we want to remind everyone to join the Padres in celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Pacific Coast League and the legendary Ted Williams on Wednesday, September 7th, when the Padres take on the Red Sox. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a limited edition PCL throwback jersey presented by Fanatics. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. Join us on Twitter, hashtag Padres Social Hour. We'll be right back after the break. 
before every game. Get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Padres are in Atlanta getting ready for game two of the series. They lost game one, unfortunately, seven to three. We'll talk about that a little bit. But they are at Turner Field, a uh, stadium that on the broadcast last night, I'm just going to say it looked depressing. <laughs> it's just like. Well, when you're in the stands <laughs> and you can hear conversations <laughs> the guys right. are having in the dugout, that's not good. You could just see chunks of seats, and it, I don't know what, like maybe the color's there or something, but it just looks so it muted. It like they played the game under quarantine. Yes. <laughs> like nobody was allowed in. Only, only, I mean, only the people who were already infected are allowed to stay in here. So Ghost of Booze Bayer sent us a tweet that uh, we agreed. What was the attendance of at yesterday's game in that real baseball town? It was the, like nine. The sound of crickets on the TV was distracting. The paid attendance, Ghost, was 20,309. <laughs> we know that that's a lie, so. It was a lot less than that. But it also, of course, we're also alluding to the whole uh, Matt Kemp Players Tribune article where he called Atlanta a real baseball town. And I don't know. They, they got their work cut out for them if that's, if that's the real baseball town with those kinds of stands. Right. Well, I mean, but <laughs> Turner Field's in a really bad spot yeah. to begin with. I mean, yeah. it's not a great area of town. In fact, when I was the beat guy and, and you'd, I'd leave the ballpark at about 1 in the morning, and they would still have, they had a security guard in the uh, parking lot that mm -hmm. the security guard couldn't leave until the last car was out of the parking lot. And I asked him one time, there's a hotel right above the, uh, right above, the, about a block away from the ballpark. Mm -hmm. And I, t I was talking to the security guard one night and I said, you know, I thought about staying there and just walking. And he goes, uh, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's risking block, your life. Right? Yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he, didn't <laughs> he didn't want to walk that block. <laughs> Built for the Olympics, correct? Right. Okay, yes. built for the Olympics. It's the last season there. They moved mm -hmm. to their fancy right. new stadium, which I know nothing about. Far north fancy of town. Fancy new stadium right. north of town. Right. 20 years, I think. Right. The thing only lasted 20 years. Interesting. Right. That's but stupid. Right. Yeah. But I mean. It w that where they build it, I think, is the mistake. Okay. The ballpark's bad not a bad. Bad part of town. Right. Got to carry your pepper right. spray. The ballpark's not a bad ballpark, per se. Mm -hmm. It's just in a, it's not in a great part of town. Well, there was not a lot of people there yesterday. And no. <laughs> they did experience, they were there, they did experience a Braves win. Unfortunately, the Padres got the short end of the stick on that one. Um, we got to talk a little bit about Edwin Jackson. Now, he did not make it out of the third inning. Two scoreless innings, but that third inning gave up five runs on ten hitters, I believe. So not, not a good outing for Edwin, who had, it was what, seven scoreless or something, a few starts back, and then, and then went three, three, three uh, starts. starts yeah. yeah, three bad starts. Edwin Jackson, throughout his career, has been a guy that's blown hot and cold. Yep. He is capable of a great game at any time, and he's capable of a terrible game at any time. And, I mean, that's just what his career has been, whether you like it or not. And the reason why he keeps getting jobs is people keep thinking, I can straighten this guy out and, <laughs> and make him, you know, bring him more towards those good games all the time. Right. But this is the story of his career. What we have seen with the Padres is the story of Edwin Jackson's career in a, in a in a very small sample size. Right. Anytime he takes a mound, he could throw a no hitter, or he could get he could give up <laughs> right. ten runs in two innings. <laughs> Which you he's just, done. You right. just yeah. You, but it, every time he takes a mound, he's he's got that kind of stuff. Well, and he's got sometimes great stuff. it's there, and sometimes it's not. And mm -hmm. sometimes he uses the stuff effectively. Sometimes he uses the stuff right in the middle of the strike zone. I don't care how good yeah. your stuff is. If you're right here, you're going to get hit. Well, Struggling the problem with is, is when he, too, when right? He's right. When he yeah. starts a game and he's and he's having problems 
finding the plate. That, then he has to change how he pitches to get the ball over the plate, and that's when he gets in trouble. And then he gets too much of the plate. Right. Right. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle, um, yeah. Right. What can you do? But when he <laughs> goes out there and he's throwing <laughs> strikes right out of the thing, yeah. he's one of the hardest pitchers in the baseball to get a hit off of. And we've seen as how we've seen twice. right, exactly, and how well he's done. And we've also seen how Darren Balsley's been able to work with these pitchers. So I think that it's it's his makeup. It's just the inconsistencies of his makeup. Well, he's twenty nine and been with eleven teams, twelve teams yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason for that. Speaking of someone who's been with a lot of teams, Oswaldo Arcia hits is my saying that right, Oswaldo? Yes, Oswaldo. Mm -hmm. Oswaldo. What is his nickname? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay, I Derek, you, I was got to be Waldo. Waldo? Uh, no, or I mean, <laughs> or Ozzy. Right. All right. Well, it he was Wally's world last night. Yeah, it was yeah. Wally's world. All three runs mm -hmm. driven in by him, a two-run home run, and then an RBI in the ninth. Nice to see. It looked like he got more comfortable in this game, to, or last night. He's been more comfortable since he got called up what last week. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see. Good to see right. from him. He's well, been actually, with what yeah. four or five teams? Four, I think, since. The season right. started. He was in Fort Myers because he had been DFA'd and yes. uh, essentially cut by the Marlins, and so he had gone home when the Padres when the Padres claimed him off waivers. So he had to drive all the way back across Alligator Alley if you've <laughs> ever been on that <laughs> to, to get to the ballpark. Well, you know he survived. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't ever want to be in Alligator Alley. Oh, it's great. So <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really it a nice, pretty, it it's pretty nice cool, yeah. drive. It's fun. Both been there, and yeah. I'm okay. All right, <laughs> okay, all right. I like it. Um, I liked what Andy Green said, though. In general, a lot of non-competitive at bats for us, kind of across the board. I thought there were some at bats that just lacked fight. I just like Andy Green that mm -hmm. he's just honest about it. You know, these guys should be fighting. They don't know if they're going to be on the roster next year. They're going to have competition, so you'd think that there would be a little bit more competitive at bats. I I totally agree with Andy from yesterday's game. And the interesting thing with Arcia is he's his track record is. A lot of power, not much average, a little bit low on the on base, which is Schimpf has not much average, a lot of power, but he also draws a lot of walks. Right. And Arcia has also struggled in the outfield as a major leaguer. So although last night he makes a really nice catch. So Yeah. yeah. It seemed almost like the the Padres when when they saw that Tehran had his good stuff, yeah. it was almost like they kinda went, Well, it's not our night. <laughs> He's you know, T. going to get the better of us, right? After 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 that third <laughs> inning, that just kind of went. Eh, it's it's uh, this is a bad part of town. Let's just get back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they knew that, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> they just got to get out of there. Um, all right. Well, you know, Ryan Schimpf, he continued his another got extra another base hit, hit right. right? So forty six hits this season, only twelve are singles. I see a lot on Twitter. What's going to happen with Ryan Schimpf? Is he going to continue to be part of this team after this season at well, second base? I th I think that he's going to be st kept on the forty man for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, they've got an interesting situation at second base. They've got, they have Schimpf, they have Spangenberg will come back from an injury. I don't think now that they're looking at Spangenberg as being their second baseman of the future, mm -hmm. maybe as a utility infielder. And then they've got Carlos Aswahi from uh, Las Vegas who is going to get a look. Right. So you've got three guys there. Maybe you trade Solarte, move Schimpf to third. I, I think there are a lot of possibilities. Schimpf, it's, it's hard to say that Schimpf is the guy of the future, given right. his advanced age for a rookie. Is he a guy who, would, who was you know, fought back to, and to really get a chance and, and be in the plans for the next few seasons? Sure, but when I say the plan uh, of the future, I'm talking the next decade or so. You know, so Span I think Spangenberg has lost his 
peck, spot in the pecking order. Right. I think Schimpf is this guy you, he's forced you to look at. Him. He's got Mark McGuire's kind of numbers right now. Well, so you, right. you have to look at him, but how much farther down there? I think Aswahi might be the clubhouse leader for next year, if, if you look at it that way. I think there are two organizations right now that are looking at Schimpf and, and, and shaking their heads. One, Toronto. Uh, Toronto mm-hmm. has got to be saying, th- there has to be somebody in the hierarchy at Toronto saying, why weren't you guys pushing to have this guy advance? Because mm-hmm. he never got higher than the double-A, triple-A shuttle. And it's never not like the Blue Jays have had, you know, Roberto right. Alomar at oh. second base in front of him right. either. But he never, he never really had a, even a chance to play a full season at triple-A. And the Padres are now looking at him saying, what do we really have here? It's mm-hmm. interesting, too, because what Derek's saying is, um, you know, you're looking at this team, obviously, Peter Seidler, Ron Fowler have said it's going to take a few years for them to build where right. they want this team. So you've got kind of like a little bit of a limbo phase and then also the future phase. And right. so you're sort of straddling that, kind of seeing where it's going to go and which players are going to fall into what, you know, because you're right with Aswahe. I mean, it's it's that's probably more indicative of what they were wanting for the right. future. And the other thing is on defense. I mean, Schimpf still has he's made some nice plays, particularly going to his left. Uh, but he's got some work to do improving himself around the bag. A lot and of lapses. Yeah, a lot uh, of laps, especially right. around the bag. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and that's going to be very important because, yes, does he produce runs? Yes, but you can't have him giving away runs. That was that was the Matt Kemp problem. Was right. he produce runs? Right. Yeah, but he's, he's, if he drives in a hundred but lets in fifty, right, it's not a good <laughs> net. <laughs> right, kind of you know uh, wipes itself out. Right. Speaking of Matt Kemp, so he went over five last night. Um, he dropped a pretty, a, a catchable ball, I would say, a fly ball in the We've outfield. Seen that. Right. We've seen that happen. Did not talk to Dennis Lynn of the Union Tribune, which I did refuse to comment. I don't know. I just, you know, the former, you know, the, the former u- the newspaper person in me says, right. whatever, dude. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, <laughs> he and Dennis had something of a, and, and I hold, I mean, I don't give Matt Kemp high grades on this, but uh, he and Dennis had, had something of a small falling out while he was still with the Padres. Oh, my. Okay. So now Matt's got a chance that he doesn't have to do it and he can hold He's himself. He's got some leverage. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and now he <laughs> can make Dennis, you Squirm know, like. a little. Yeah. Sure. So, and and I hold that against Matt Kemp. I mean, you want to yeah. be that way? Be that way. You're hitting 229 with your new club. You've got four home runs and 16 RBIs, and you're still a putz in the field. <laughs> yeah, this is putz, Derek. This is, well, this, this, how about clown? This yeah. is this this is a guy who said, you know what? I'm going to be the, the the Matt Kemp of old. Now right. I'm going to I'm going to really try. I'm sorry, I didn't really apply myself. If this is Matt Kemp now applying himself, then we can say that his career is shot. Because yeah. he has no skills left. Plus, he looks about 15 to 20 pounds heavier. I well, don't yeah. know how It's really interesting yeah. because the, the weight struggles are now being right. documented pretty clearly because it's hard to ignore, obviously. But what, I mean, what is what, – set your feet and throw the ball. Right. You know, what is, what, I don't, what is that? That's just – that's laziness is what <laughs> well, that is. Right. That is just outright – you can try and chalk it up to, I'm trying to get the ball out quicker. Listen, set your feet and throw a dart. That ball is going to get there a heck right. of a lot faster than it is if you're trying to do this little pirouette, throw the that, – that, that, that's just stupid. <laughs> Putts and stupid. That's where we're going to leave it. All right. <laughs> All right. It's another baseball night in San Diego all-fan giveaway. Saturday, September 10th, when the Padres play the Rockies at 540, all fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB charger presented by T-Mobile. Get tickets today at Padres.com. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag PadresSH. We'll be right back after the break. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. 
All right, welcome back to Pottery Social Hour. It's You're a Wednesday into this. afternoon. I'm excited for our next tweet. Uh, we I'm have the, <laughs> yeah, the pottery. Yeah, because you just want to stir the pot. I'm just ready to stir the pot. I am just ready to stir the pot. So we have a tweet from Bizarro Chicken, of course. Right. It's a SD great handle, Chicken. by yeah. the way. Yeah, handle actually at SD Chicken, but he titles it Bizarro Chicken. So I have a strong sense of body language. Why does Padre Central hate Derek NBC SD? It's more obvious than his hatred of Cody Decker. Why do you hate Derek well, so first much? First of all, let's start out with Cody Decker. He and I are <laughs> friends, so I don't know. I don't know. According to Bizarro Chicken, right, you got I don't some know where this hatred comes from. You got some bad from. blood because Cody Decker and I exchange stuff all the time. In <laughs> fact, I'm on. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> now we're going somewhere as else. For, as for him, yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't hate. He strongly dislikes me. There's right. a big right. difference. Right. He's not well, outright hatred. No, he hasn't crossed that line yet. Right. He just no. really doesn't it's just like you at all. When right. I disagree <laughs> with somebody, I'm going to let people know that I disagree with them. I'm right. not one to hang back. No, this is true. Right. Very true. That's though. why we get along, actually, right. because yeah. we know where we stand with each other, and right. there's no hard feelings. <laughs> right. I disagree. Exactly. You disagree. Okay, no, that's cool. Let's move on. Great guy. So you're not you're not offended, Derek? No, not at all. I'm wrong a lot. He's wrong an awful lot, but he's a good guy. Thanks. Has See? Bill given you this yet? You're wrong. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. And then I come up with some other retort, and he goes, well, you're still wrong because you won't admit that I had a good point at that point. Yeah. Okay. No. Speaking of, I might as well just dive into this. So we were talking during the break about, of course, Tim Tebow, a little bit <laughs> offline. I know it was talked about yesterday, so we won't spend a whole lot of time on it. But you guys had some differing opinions on it, whether or not Tim Tebow should be given a shot or not. So since you hate Derek, let's let Derek go first, Bill. Okay. Let's let Derek, <laughs> let's let Derek plead his case Well, I, I, I talked about this yesterday on the show. Is it what do you have to lose? I mean, the guy's obviously driven. He's dedicated. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a guy who's going to be a great clubhouse presence. Show other players in your system how to be a professional athlete. You could do a heck of a lot worse than putting this guy in somewhere. Yeah. And he's not concentrated on baseball full time in his entire life. I know there were guys looking at him when he was in high school to be a potential baseball player, but that whole football thing got in the way to go be a Heisman Trophy finalist three times. <laughs> I don't know where the hatred of this guy trying to be a baseball player comes from because, A, I don't fault people for trying things, right. and, B, if the guy can, can possibly in any way – help. I mean, I know he's got friends at the major league level who have been teaching him for a year trying to get him going. Right. He's obviously got power. If you get him in some live game situations, see how he adapts. Can he hit live pitching right now? Can he hit curveballs now? Probably not. But if he sees enough of them, how do we know he's going to adapt? Right. Or not? I say you have no problem and it's not a stretch to give this guy a contract to put him in your system and see what he can do. I've got no That's problem. With argument there. I've got <laughs> no problem with giving him a shot. I'm just saying it isn't going to work. He's 29. Yeah. He's already past his prime. Do you think it's more of like a media poll? Like if you're no, doing I, that, it's... I think he really wants to do it. I just don't... T and I, I got no problem with somebody giving him a chance. I just don't think it's going to happen. And I will say, like I said yesterday, Chris Wanky won the Heisman Trophy at 29. Why can't it work the other way around? Because, well, and he will get because there are so many different skills in baseball. Yeah. And, and I, I have a friend who's a scout who saw him in, in a junior in high school. He made enough of an impression that he wrote his name down to watch later, which, of course, he didn't play again. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are, I mean, the, the speed, there are a lot of things that, that I, I think that great to give him a shot, but it's not going to happen. Does he have any instinct? We have no idea. We haven't seen right. him in a baseball so game situation. Yeah, right. I say give him a shot somewhere. Yeah. Do you but where do you start him? He's 29. Right. Where do you start him? Start him where everybody else starts. 
You start them. You start them in a ball. You start. You put them in winter ball. Put you them put in them, winter put ball. Them, put I them said put them in winter ball. For everybody else that were every other rookie, that. every other signee, every other so draft. So he'll be the to oldest player in the Midwest League by eight years. Probably, yeah. Okay. And Bob Scanlon's point, which is a good one, also, you're taking a spot away from someone else right. who's been that working through this. Well, uh, and I again, mean, that's yeah. up to the individual organization. Right. I mean, that's right. up to the organization. Uh, Look, nobody's got every spot i mean locked filled, in right for with prospects exactly right. exactly i mean you could you could have sent him to uh i mean if and if he could play and you sent him to lake elsinore that if you can play you're going to play and you're going to have a spot i just don't think that there's enough there at 29 starting out that he'll make it to the major league. Well, you want Yoda as Luke too old to begin the training? <laughs> no, it, it, no that, that's, the guy's in tremendous shape. He's a tremendous athlete. He need, he I, had, I think he deserves a he shot. Has, I say he deserves a shot. I'm just saying he's not going to make it. I say send him into winter ball, personally. And just if he can survive, if he can do well, then let it happen from there. But What's probably going to happen is the, the major league teams will be too – Goosey on it. They'll probably have to go to an Independence League team, which, which, and then no, see I if he can put up numbers there. I think there. somebody will give him a shot. I, I think somebody will give him a shot. But right now, they're trying to decide where can we actually play him where he can have success and not get blown away. He's going to get blown away at AAA. He's going to get blown away at AA because he doesn't have the skills right now. All right. He doesn't have he's the skills. He's got a lot, a lot of rust to knock off. continue okay. your hatred in the break of each other <laughs> and this whole topic. But you see, there, <laughs> we can disagree you can and disagree. still be buddies. Yes, you still love each other. Give it a hug it out. <laughs> Join us for the final Padres Beer Fest of the season presented by Southwest Airlines. Be at Petco Park for happy hour starting at 5 p.m. for live music and $5 beers from some of San Diego's best breweries. Stay for the action as the Padres face the Rockies at 740. Get tickets at padres.com slash Party. We will be back with more Padres Social Hour. Weigh in on Tebow. Hashtag Padres SH. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. And welcome back to Padres Social Hour here at Petco Park. The Padres are in Atlanta. They are getting ready to take game two of the series um, against, the against the Padres Braves. Against the Atlanta Braves, you can see that my brain is working really well right now. Fortunately, <laughs> lost game one, but they're on Bill's a nine-game stretch. They will go to Los Angeles after this, play a little against the Dodgers, and then next week, Red Sox coming to Petco Park. That's a long, that's a long flight from Atlanta to L.A. To L.A. Right, and play the next day. Yeah. Yeah. To go to a worse baseball town, too. Right. Oh, oh. yeah. Now uh, you're now LA? you're just gonna get no, everyone mad, right. Derek. All right. That's what Kemp, that's what Kemp said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to put you two on the Cholula hot seat with a question from Tim Spivey. Spivey, I'm not sure, Tim. I'm gonna go with Tim Spivey here. Uh, he's asked, "Do you believe keeping Hedges, Margot, and Renfro down is about playoffs and chemistry, like keeping the chemistry going for the playoffs, and not club control? Hard to believe." Well, there's, you could bring Renfro and Margot up now, and you're not affecting their control at all. You can't do that with Hedges because right. if you bring them up for more than 17 days, you're going to lose a year. So it's not about – definitely about club control and Hedges, definitely not on club control and Renfro and Margot, but you do want them all to be uh, – there's a two-way street here. Would you like to see them? Yes, but El Paso, <laughs> who is your partner in yes. this, is in the playoffs. They would also like to have success. Right. Well, they're they almost in the playoffs. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they got their magic numbers now too. Right. Yeah. But they, you don't want to like have you know be supporting El Paso all year and then pull out all their the heart of the club as they go into the playoffs. I mean, that's not how you 
you cultivate a working relationship. And again, right. it goes so. back to what Andy Green said: is playoff experience, right. no matter what the level, is playoff experience. experience. Great and it's an important right. experience. So it's better yes. for off for them in the club's eyes. Better off for them to go and go through a playoff series, make maybe make a playoff run, maybe win a championship at AAA, than to come up here and, and you know screw around for you know an extra <laughs> two weeks at the major league level, you know, getting blown away by people. And the Padres recently have made a couple moves to bolster El mm -hmm. Paso. They've uh, they've uh, promoted. Walker Lockett and uh, Denilson LeMay, two pitchers. Well, actually three, because they've also put Phil Maton on the uh, one of their top relief prospects on the Chihuahuas roster. And I know LeMay, you're really high on. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm high on both. I am really high on Walker Lockett. Walker Lockett. Phil Maton. Apparently, we have a question in Padres.com/slash/social-hour in the chat asking what you think he's going to be able to contribute. I believe, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Right. And if he's going well, to. Well, I think, I think that they consider him to be one of the top two or three uh, potential relief pitchers in the organization right now. Are talking closer potential? Uh, he hasn't closed yet. They've used him as a sixth and he's got the ability to pitch two innings. They've been using him as a seventh and eighth inning guy and having him go two innings. Really strong kid, great fastball, great walk, strikeout to walk ratio. He's he's moved three levels this year. This is really Which one is of their top, top relief prospects. All right, Derek, you in you into it? Um, they need a closer. I mean, Brandon <laughs> Maurer has not proven that he can do it. No, if, if, well, you can, uh, if you can find a guy, if you can find even – and it's nice to get one that comes up through, through your the system. system. Yeah. Well, Quackenbush you know? was a closer throughout the system. Until and now. Well – he got to save a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Quackenbush, as a closer, had very strong credentials in the in the system. Now he's not doing it now. Right now mm -hmm. it's Brandon Maurer, but you never know how things are going to change. Mm -hmm. You don't like Brandon Maurer as the closer. I I don't think Brandon Maurer likes being the closer. <laughs> oh, I, I think do. It's it's you l I mean look at the numbers and it's it's just it's been I don't know. Yeah, what, well, this is what numbers, I don't get. His numbers as a closer are a lot better than they were just as a reliever. Yeah, this, I mean, is, this is what I don't yeah. get with Brandon Maurer. You yeah. look you look at the stuff and it's tremendous and it hasn't fallen off and it's just I I look at that guy and go how does he ever get hit? It's his stuff is so good. Yeah. And then he'll come in in one inning and just goes. Well, I, I don't know. He has great why. stuff. He does. Yeah. I think next spring, if if they decide to stick with Brandon Maurer, next spring is going to be very important to him because closing is as much psychological warfare as it is stuff, and you've got to make the hitter know that he's in a hole. And great closers have that ability, and they develop it. And I've seen a lot of really good relievers who were not good closers, and you have to develop that trench mentality that it's him against me and I'm the stronger person and I got his number. Do you think see, he but, needs to come in to spring training knowing that like that would help him see, to come that's in? The, that's the problem I see with why I say Brandon Maurer doesn't truly want to be a closer because he had really good success in 2015 as a relief pitcher. He was talked about as a guy who could be a potential closer before they signed Fernando Rodney. AJ Preller even brought that up. And he comes into spring training and says, I want to start. If you really wanted to be the closer and you're getting groomed as that guy, you say, give me the damn ball. And that's not what he did. Well, I think, I think that his whole mental set has changed this year. I, I, I think he's got – I do think he's got everything he needs to be the closer, and he's talked about he wants to be the closer. I think that, I think that if he develops that edge – and what better person to be working with him next spring than Trevor Hoffman? Right. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. 
All right, well, thank you both for being on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncap real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We'll be back with more Padres Social Hour after the break. Join us on Twitter, hashtag PadresSH. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Almost game time in Atlanta. The Padres getting ready to face the Braves for game two of the series. We are here in San Diego at Petco Park in the Western Metal Supply Building. If you come around, we're in the team store. Say hello, especially say hello to Derek and Bill. They'll sign a baseball for you. Yeah, right. Because they're celebrities. <laughs> Bill, oh, yeah. Bill will celebrity hate doing status. it. That's what you want is a baseball <laughs> with uh, my signature on it. Oh, hey, that could be worth a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. right. I'll, I'll sign at Babe Ruth. Right yeah, <laughs> there you go. $4.49, <laughs> which is the cost of the ball. A it, reminder it, that uh, after we sign it. the right. Padres are doing a mystery ball, mystery bag, mystery ball fundraiser mm -hmm. uh, the Red Sox series on Monday you can pay to get a mystery ball very could be signed by someone very special not you guys sorry we're not very yeah. special. <laughs> all right we got to get to the lineup presented by United Airlines proud partner of the San Diego Padres so here we go taking a look at it we've got Jankowski leading off Will Myers Jan Harris Salarte Alex Dickerson in cleanup followed by Ryan Schimpf we've got Arcia Derek Norris Luis Sardinas and Paul Clemens pitching I think it's time for our little supercuts challenge here, and I don't know mm -hmm. who picked first, so you're gonna have to let me know. Blooper. It was. Uh, it was me first, and here's uh, I won the last one with uh, Travis Jankowski over Perdo uh, Perdomo. Okay, so Blooper Perdomo is still in the Jackson. 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 Oh, Jackson. Jackson. Sorry. What are the standings again? Sorry, Seth. He's gonna hate me. It's like uh, 66 something. All right. 56, Blooper's leading, so that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> so Derek, you get to pick first. Who I do you like? I picked first yesterday. Is yeah, that I'm, I'm picking first. Blooper yeah, gets to pick first. I'll be fair Blue. and I blooper pick first. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to uh, <laughs> stick with Jankowski. All right. So I you, like got, you, got, you got Whistler on the mound. I'm going to go with the lefty. Let me uh, give me Alex Dickerson. Alex Dickerson, Poway native. Has mm -hmm. anyone mentioned that? No, Good. never. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, it hasn't had uh, two hits in a game for something like. He's breaking out tonight. He's breaking out tonight. All right. Well, people will be on the edge of their seat waiting to right. find out who wins this head-to-head -head challenge. Mm -hmm. And we will have the results, obviously, in tomorrow's game. Early game tomorrow, by the way. Oh, we're back in about 18 yeah. hours. Yeah. Right. Um, you're not with us, Derek, right. but Bill and I are here Actually, for I brought my an cot. 8 a.m. I brought my cot, so, so I'm just going to sleep it up right over there. Here. Right. You could, the couch, you'd probably just tr yeah. you know, stretch out on the couch. It might be, who knows, it might be a hide-a-bed. <laughs> yeah, you can Let just stay here overnight. <laughs> no, it's sewn. We've got sodas and water, so you're set. <laughs> All right, it's Supercuts. They pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We will be back with more Social Hour after the break. Get your tweets in one last time. Hashtag PadresSH. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Before we get out of the show today, I don't know if you guys saw this from the Indians, this crazy hacky sack kind of catch right here. Zach McAllister, he took the ball back. You can watch it right here. Bounces off his leg, and he catches it in his hand, and that's it. Out, like it. out my friends. Athletic. That's sneaky. a great, great way to tear an Achilles tendon. Watch it right there. This is what I call sneaky athletic because, you know, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'd, that call that, cool. I'd call that pure luck. <laughs> it's, I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not sneaky <laughs> athletic. Yeah. 
No, that's that's just hey, it's a reaction. You throw right. your foot out. No, no, give me yeah. credit for the reaction for sacrificing his foot like that I was because say. that could right. that hits that hits another inch over the side and you've got a but shattered ankle. And my you're my, done. my you're favorite done. play of the year is the one for the minor mm-hmm. leagues that last week that the line drive back to the pitcher, ricocheted off the pitcher, then hit the umpire, went to the shortstop who tagged the bag and threw the first for the double. <laughs> that's play. awesome. The famous, the world famous one to you to six to three double play. That's why yeah. you love baseball. Yeah. That's how you draw For those it kinds of, exactly, that's how you right. draw it up. That was in a game plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, one more. Manny Machado, 100th home run. He hit that yesterday and it was his hardest hit home run. 112.7 miles per hour on that home run. Impressive. No? John Carlos Stanton kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, you I see it right you here. Know, I, speaking of you know Orioles, I w- I'd love to see some of the speed off the bat of guys like Eddie Murray and Boot Powell. They don't yeah, have some that. Of those guys. They don't have. I mean, no, those don't go back. But the only team they've got 208 home runs on the season. Only team to clear 200 right now. They've right. just got some good. Well, power you got hitters. Trumbo, right. and you got right. you know Chris Davis, and you got you got so many guys in that lineup. Exactly. Nash, you know, that right, but that is, that is actually impressive. You're talking about guys like Eddie Murray and Cal Ripken, who oh, yeah. to beat them. That's 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 a heck of a feat from a shot. Really good. All right, thanks so much to everyone out there for watching us on Padres Social Hour. A big thank you to Derek and Bill. Enjoy the game, everybody.